Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Let's go places. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here. And that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. Now, in the interest of full transparency, your fellow conspiracy realists on this show are returning to you from a little bit of time on the road. And I think it's safe to say we are all maybe a bit punchy. What do you, what do you all have going on? after this episode is it is it nap time is it uh chores cleaning catch up now it's podcasting time baby <laughs> oh <Always>. never sleeps <laughs> let's go let's go well hey we can do shout outs we can do shout let's outs do real sh- quick let's do some shout outs matt i i love that idea let's do some shout outs let's definitely say hey to people like nick thune and brian baumgardner that we got mm-hmm. to hang out with for a little bit oh for your eyes and for Bird. sure Hopefully uh, Eisenberg was a delight. I got to I got to tell her how much I missed uh, Ask Me Another and and, and uh, tell her how much I love the anagram for her name, which is her ripe begonias, mm-hmm. which <laughs> anagrams are so fun. I'm not smart enough to make them, but I remember that one. Yeah, you are. Oh, that's really kind, man. So we went on uh, some travels. We have more travels in line. And I think uh, for some of us, not naming names, uh, <laughs> for some of us, uh, you're, we experience this point that you might have experienced yourself, folks. Uh, at some point, it hits everyone. You get a weird ache in a body part, right? You wake up in the morning, you slept too long in the wrong position, and, and you're thinking, wow, did this elbow quit? You might have uh, been drinking alcohol. You have a hangover that lasts longer than it did in your college days, or maybe Maybe you don't drink, maybe you don't sleep, maybe you're just not as fast on the court anymore, or you have trouble pulling all-nighters, and it leads to this frightening realization. The moment hits you, am I getting old? And one day, to paraphrase the flaming lips, you realize that everyone you know, including you, will die. Uh, This is our episode that's a follow-up to Modern Vampires, a follow-up to immortality. The question is, should humans reverse aging? Here are the facts. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Ben. Are you saying I, I will, I'm going to die? <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I wanted to tell you on air. This is a 
big bummer. <laughs> look, oh. look, one last an existential thing. Existential crisis in real time right now. One last thing. We have personal experience of that feeling that Ben just described. We were like, oh man, something is not right anymore. As part of this work thing, we hung out with the Johnny Drinks folks, John, Johnny, and Steve. And mm-hmm. we had to for work. We didn't have to, but as a part of our work, we drank Manhattans. And just getting a little bit of alcohol in the system nowadays as we're getting older. I don't know about you guys. Not so great for me anymore in the morning. <laughs> Definitely causes you to flag a little bit the next day. But um, I think we all kept our composure and uh, exercised some restraint. But exercise restraint as you may. Um, the inevitability of death is sure for us yeah. all. The uh the study. Or is it? Sorry. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or should we uh, fight? fight the tide like a salmon swimming upstream. The study of death is called thanatology. There's a book that uh, we're going we're gonna to save you some time with. It's called The Denial of Death. Mentioned it in past episodes. You do not have to read it. The thesis is that every single piece of all human technology and all religion and all of what we call society, all all the things that the humans are doing is to distract themselves from the fact that one day they will no longer be around. Didn't want to start off that nihilistic, so a little bit of solve here. Really quickly, though, Thanatology, like Thanos? Isn't yeah. he like mm-hmm. the death god kind of in the Marvel he, universe? It, it, in the comics, uh, his number one crush is the Marvel Universe embodiment of death. That's what I thought. Yeah. I remember they didn't really play with that in the movies, but eh, do I do remember. Bit, but really. yeah, but it, like it was like really like a personification of like death, you know, mm-hmm. that is a character in the, in the mm-hmm. That's interesting. Well, let's add one important positive philosophical note before we before we dive into the dark waters of Lethe or whatever. Uh, these days, most human beings do not simply cease to exist at the point of biological death. Back in the day, for most of your human society, the vast majority of people died unremembered. But now, as long as there is some idea or record of you that exists, so long as you are remembered, you will continue to affect the world. So, fellow conspiracy realists, let's all do our collective best to leave a good impression. You know what I mean? Uh, In some way, what we're saying is humans do continue after their expiration date, but biologically speaking, it's valor morgalis. You know what I mean? 24-7, all humans will at some point encounter a collapse in mission-critical biological systems and die. Did I get that right? Valor Morgulis? Is that correct? Uh, Morgulis? Valor Morgulis? I think it's Gulis, but it's been a minute since I've watched that show. All men let me down. It let me down. Uh, So, okay. So let's talk about the average human being. You are listening and you are human. That's our first assumption. Uh, What's your average lifespan? 100 years. (laughs) No. Nope. Nope. Uh, Right now, it's just under 74 years, really close to the average age of a sperm whale, interestingly Mm. enough, guys. Not bad. It's pretty good till you get to 76. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're thinking, is this all bonus credit? Uh, For for comparison, uh, what do we know (laughs) about other animals? It's like when they raise the level cap in video games, you know, as part of like an update or a DLC. You're just kind of like, yeah, you're bonus. You're playing the extra content. Well, we're doing awesome compared to like an octopus. That's like four years, five years, pretty much. Yeah. Unless you unless you give them the the lobotomy. Why was that research stopped? Anyway, different, different question. So other other mammals can live quite a long time. Other life forms can live quite a long time, and they'd be life forms that are called higher order. But shout out to A-Frame's excellent point from a week or so back about the nature of intelligence and fungus. For comparison, the average Corvid lives 15 to 22 years if things go well. Spoiler, they don't. The world is brutal. Uh, and Matt, you were uh, you were talking earlier, sperm whales, right? Well, yeah, I, I looked that up just for this episode. One of the bigger, more intelligent creatures on the planet that 
swims around in this case is a sperm whale and they have a, a life expectancy of about 70 years. And that, that was really puzzling to me just because of our stature, the humans, you know, humans average height and weight and everything. And then thinking that we live, you know, 74 to a hundred years, that kind of thing. And then this huge creature also lives about that long. For some reason in my mind, I thought an octopus would live a lot longer than a sperm whale just because of the massive size and how many cells are in there and all that stuff. But it has nothing to do with anything that I was thinking about. Well, again, somebody start doing more unethical research on the octopus, please. I'm very interested to see their opinions if they make it to even 10 years. You know, it'll be cool. And you could probably only do it with a biologically female octopus. I know the research has been conducted. I, I got to let this go. Okay, humans. That's what we're talking about, humans. So the life expectancy, like you said, some like 73.16 years, that statistic varies so widely across the world, across demographics, across um biological sex at birth, like, uh, you know, it's a fact that uh, the female of the human species tends to live longer than the male. And there, there are literally thousands of factors at play here, many of which are human-created factors. People are dying earlier because of other humans, not because of their bodies. The one thing about this that's so interesting is there's one big commonality, it remains constant, and it's frankly sinister since the early days that people started getting up to the business of peopling. Mm -hmm. the The folks <laughs> at the yeah, the folks at the top of whatever of literally any culture, the folks at the top would at some point get desperate to stay alive for as long as possible, and they had all gas, no brakes. They were super crappy about it to anyone that they thought was getting in their way. I guess so. I mean, but then we've also seen, you know, cautionary tales or like things like Interview with the Vampire, for example, where eventually you just get to a point where you've had it all and you just can't really, you know, just it's just not fun anymore. You know, there's a certain malaise that sets in and probably causes people to go a little bit insane or vampires. Rather, well, today's episode is what if everybody had that feeling? <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's uh, it's not a not it's a scary proposition. And we see it in history in the Sumerian epic of Gilgamesh, for example, where old Gilgamesh, which I always think of Gargamel, you know, from the Smurfs whenever I hear Gilgamesh. But he spends a lot of time trying to attain mortal immortality, uh, much like we, we see this story repeating. You know, there's a fountain of youth and all of that stuff and um, folks seeking some sort of boon, you know, from a god or a demigod or whatever that would allow them to live forever because it's. You know, a human thing. Once you realize that clock is ticking, um, it's kind of natural to want to figure out a way to stop it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the Epic of Gilgamesh is is pretty dope. Maybe we can maybe we could actually end today's episode with with a clip from our boy uh, Gilgi. Or Gil, I guess you just call him Gil if you're friends. But the 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 story is pretty good, and it's an instructive lesson that, in Sumerian culture at least, I posit, was meant to help people feel okay with dying. As morbid as that sounds, uh, but then there are other folks like the ancient Chinese emperor Xin Shi Hong, who uh, you know we're not native speakers. Forgive us there. Uh, it looks like Qin Shi Huang. You're right. Uh, so Xin Shi Huang uh, literally drank mercury and was buried with a bunch of it with the idea that it would make him immortal. And not only did it not make him immortal, not only did he die, but it probably ruined <laughs> the natural world for people who lived around the area oh, for yeah. a while. I mean, we hear about, you know, being mad as a hatter or whatever from the mercury they used to treat the felt. I mean, that stuff literally does make you kind of go insane. Uh, do you think it was as simple as like, ooh, what's this shiny stuff? This must be magical juice from the gods. Humans love it when someone authoritatively tells them something, right? Like, mercury, this is neat, huh? You know what else it could do? <laughs> Maybe make you live forever. I'm just asking questions. Uh 
but also uh, the story of that emperor, lest we uh, lest we be unfair to him, the story about that emperor has a lot more to it. These are we're just giving you a couple things that might sound like weird historical footnotes, but humanity has been obsessed with this and rightly so and they have a increasingly sophisticated understanding of age in the modern day like in the modern day right now most people don't believe in biological immortality the big debate is can we replicate someone's brain to a level of fidelity such that we could upload a version of them that exists beyond the body right that's that's what most people think of when they think of plausible immortality now. But despite the fact that most people don't believe in bio-immortality, humans are still desperately doing whatever they can to look younger than they are. I was looking up plastic surgery statistics. You guys saw this. A lot of people are getting plastic surgery. It's like, a, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a massive industry. Well, and there are a lot of different procedures. I mean, there there always have been a lot of different plastic surgery procedures. Some are way more invasive than others. Some would still be considered plastic surgery, but are more of like a thing you'd go and do at the dermatologist on a Tuesday. Like mm-hmm. the, some of the fillers and other things that get injected to people that I, I would still consider that in a way, plastic surgery, I don't yeah, think it is the same thing, though. It's adjacent. I mean, any kind of implant or things that go, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of plastic surgery, too, is implant based. So whether you're getting something injected or inserted, I think it's definitely, you know, uh, in the same vein. Uh, in January of 2023, the International Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons, or ISAPS, ISAPS um, released the results of an annual global, their annual global survey on aesthetic cosmetic procedures today, and it showed an overall 19.3% increase in these kinds of procedures uh, in 2021, um, with more than or close to 13 million surgical and then 17.5 million non-surgical, like you were talking about, Matt, procedures performed worldwide. That's yeah, pretty staggering. That's nuts. Well, it makes sense when you think about what Ben you were saying earlier that there is kind of a weird way to live forever now and that's just to exist digitally, not not as an actual avatar of yourself, right? A, a version of yourself that's in the machine, but just the representations of us that are going to be around forever uh until they turn the servers off. So I think that what we're seeing here is just an attempt to appear as young as you possibly can for as long Just as you so. can within that space, within that medium. Look upon my Instagram, you mighty. <laughs> oh, no. And despair. Yeah, no. right. And you're all around. nearly as much fun as me. The <laughs> server's <laughs> closed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a wild, inherently conspiratorial thing, especially to the point about appearance. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, Alexa, play forever young. Shout out to anybody who's. <laughs> great song. <laughs> Thanks, it. It's it happened in song. my head. But while people are tucking their tummies and lifting their faces and rubbing strange, expensive creams across their wrinkles, scientists around the world, funded by tycoons, funded by people you might not like, are locked in labs conducting strange experiments. We may not be able to stop the clock, they seem to conclude. But what if we can turn it back? We're going to pause for a word from our sponsors. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life. And you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Here's where it gets crazy. Wait, before we do that, I, I do think we should say um, there's nothing wrong with getting plastic surgery. We're not body shaming anyone. You know, your life is your own. Well, and also, I mean, like, you know, uh, whether you're, even people who aren't like vain at all or like conceited, there there's a real psychological effect on on changing the way you look and feeling good about yourself, even mm-hmm. if it's not because you, you know, want to just feel like I'm so hot, you know, but it's, just, it's simple things. It's the same reason people go to gyms and all of that stuff. And there are some things that going to the gym just won't fix. And we are in a society, we live in a society, as it turns out, that does judge these kinds of things and can make people feel very uncomfortable or less than. So I think there's an absolute benefit to maybe what I would consider, you know, moderate uh, pr- procedures like this. It's sure we do know that people can get like addicted to it, though, and it becomes a real problem. That's in and of itself uh, a phenomenon that's very modern and very unusual. Like I, d- I donate to uh, charities that help uh, kids with ke- cleft palates. You know, and that that would that be plastic surgery? Anyway, the point is not plastic surgery necessarily. The point is that. People want to slow or reverse aging. And for millennia, this has been the dream. But this part, the twist of this episode, or the first twist, is that yes, according to recent ongoing groundbreaking research, it is in fact possible to reverse the effects of biological age. Somewhat. Caveat. Asterisk fine print. Uh, first, we have to understand what aging actually is. Is it is it just sleeping wrong? Is it just that you get to the point in your life where you feel like subconsciously you have to make sound effects when you get up? You know? Mm. Oh, it's not an act, my friend. I just saw a meme featuring our pal George Costanza from Seinfeld, where he's sort of pensively leaning against like a bridge, you know, an overpass or by a lake. And it says, remembering the time before I had to grunt anytime I sat down or stood up. Um, <laughs> and there is some truth to that. It's weird. I'm feeling it, you know? I mean, I'm a little heavier than the two of you guys, but it's something that you see in everybody that gets to uh, our age. Lucky enough. There are things you got to make adjustments, you know, (laughs) or get adjustments. So what is aging? How should we think about it? Uh, It is your cells getting older, running the same processes over and over and over and over. And then those cells dying and being replaced by new cells. And it continues happening. So really, well, it's so much more complicated than that. That's the way I think about it. Your, Your body as a system has been functioning for... A long time. 
And as it continues to function, your body then becomes more vulnerable. All those cells, all those systems become more vulnerable to breaking down a little bit, something going wrong, either from a genetic standpoint, you know, within a couple of cells, a cluster of cells, as they encounter some environmental factor, a lot of times you can have some real problems. So you're looking at things like dementia, stroke, uh, cancer, so freaking common especially now that we know that we've been wiping our butts with forever chemicals. All of True us. True story. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you only use a bidet. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Uh, and that's, that's something you should clock folks. I, I can't remember when this is going to come out, but uh, Matt, you would, you would uh, hipped us to that on a group chat. And I had never heard of that, but nice teaser. Uh, <laughs> the, The process of aging is a series of processes. Honestly, aging is an umbrella term, and there are certain things that can accelerate unevenly. I would add macular degeneration to the the list of age-related ailments that people encounter. And so for a while, doctors and scientists in what we can call the longevity field, we're trying to figure out which of these processes is the either the easiest to fix or the biggest uh, bad guy in the room. And then from there, they said, well, how do we target these processes? Is there a substance that we can use to hit at these things to halt them or reverse that trend of aging cells uh, the way that you can use other drugs to target specific diseases. This is where we have to introduce folks like Nir Barzilai, who uh, is, I, I, I think he's used to hearing this, looks great for his age. Also, I hate when people say you look great for your age. That's such a strange thing to say to someone but but he had a quote that really stands out about it like treating age like a like a more understandable condition the way that someone would treat diabetes for instance yeah, and to that end, folks like Dr. Nir Barzilai, I believe I'm saying that correctly, uh, phonetically at the very least, um, he argues, quote, uh, we can target aging, we can delay it, and in several instances we can stop and reverse it. At one point we had hope, then we moved to promise. Now we need to move to realize that promise. Um and that's where we are. And this this sounds a bit like a sales pitch to me, doesn't it? Is this person it's a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making there, sure. I'm, there are I'm, some vibes, right? Uh, but he I'm, is a medical doctor. Yes. And, and there is there is fascinating research going into this and coming out of multiple universities, multiple hospitals, multiple you know uh, parts of the world. It's just as we're moving through this stuff, I do share your feeling, Noel, that it's it feels too good to be true right now because it is it does feel too good to be true. Yeah. It depends on what people are maintaining is the truth. And keep in mind, folks, we're not talking about some sort of consensual Benjamin Button situation. No one has a switch they can flip, no human at least, where they can instantly return to a juvenile or infant stage. Uh, That superpower does belong to one living organism. It's a type of jellyfish that we discuss in depth in a previous episode. (laughs) In depth, ocean jokes. Anyway, so far as we know, people have also not been able to successfully replace themselves with clones. And that's good because that wouldn't really be you anyway. Genetic makeup is a surprisingly small part of what makes the you the actual you. Uh, so if you if you made a clone of yourself and you grew it up in a vat or whatever, even if you tried to replicate all your formative life experiences, it would be a very different person from the person that you are. So that's kind of like a, a pyrite sort of fool's gold bargain anyway. So what are, what are we talking about when we say reverse aging? Well, Matt, you brought up all the excellent work uh, by many doctors, scientists, uh, many nonprofit institutions, but a lot of folks leading the charge are private entities. They are biotech startups, and several of them are entirely focused on reversing 
biological age. Dozens of these groups, more than dozens, probably, actually, by the time this podcast comes out, they want to be the first to the post to realize that promise that old Dr. B is talking about uh, through drugs that would be loosely called senolytics, as in, you know, uh, fighting against senescence. These pharmaceuticals can clear out those old dysfunctional cells and not damage the young functioning ones. They can clean the house of time, you know? Uh, so weird. That's so weird. And there, again, there are a bunch of groups working on things like this. A couple of small shout outs before we get to the big one, because there's, there's, a, there's a big dog in the game here. Uh, we just learned about the Albert Einstein College of Medicine of Yeshiva University. There's a group of people there working on this stuff. Uh, there were several others. I think it's an author, Ben, that I heard about, David Sinclair, who is also yes. a, uh, he writes a lot about this and is doing a lot of research on this. Uh, the way these people talk about it, these things, y'all, it's it's just like before. It, it feels like it's happening right now. It's like, it's already here. It's already happening. Uh, it, it's, it's really impressive. But when you think about this huge place that we're going to introduce you to now, uh, it feels like, at least in the minds of the billionaires, the member we were talking about, the really powerful people that want to live forever, it feels like they see it. The, that class of powerful people that want to live forever, they already see this thing. It's in their sights. Yeah, and it should spook you. Uh, Mission Control, could we get some spooky music, some scary music, something ominous? There it is. One of the new biggest dogs in the game now place called Altos Labs, A-L-T-O-S, launched in 2021. This group has four Nobel Prize winners on the board, uh, and they have funding of $3 billion. Yes, that's with a B. Uh, and they also caught the interest of folks like the modern Mansa Musa, Jeff Bezos. To them, Aging is just a series of processes, which means they can not only be manipulated and tweaked, but they can be hacked. Uh, one one of the uh, big one of the big boffins working for Altos said, "quote In certain ways, I interpret aging as a software error." And what surprises me about this, more I think about it, it's actually a really valid way to look at it. Right? I agree. It's just the the data is compiling in erroneous ways as you make copies of copies of copies of copies. And you and, can't uh, shut your system down to just reboot that program so that it'll just start running correctly again uh, and just fix that error. Um, mm, what if maybe we that defrag? really is why we have to sleep. Maybe that really is why we have to sleep. It's compiling errors. Well, uh, sleep is, uh, I, I think, it, a good analogy would be old school defragging a hard drive. Right. Of your mind. Yeah. Cleaning up the, the leftover detritus, you know, of, of, of memory and all that stuff. Yeah. There's a there's another thing we found. And, you know, again, this is not a ding on these people, but just in the interest of transparency, it's important to note that a lot of the quotes we're pulling from are people who are very excited about their research. And in some cases, people who are trying to sell their research, such as Kristen Fortney. Uh, the CEO of a place called BioAge Labs based in San Francisco. The CEO says the following, quote, there are no hard limits imposed by biology or by physics that say we can't live better longer. Her company uses uh, vast amounts of biobank blood and tissue samples to try to target markers of aging. That's the big thing. You got to find what is creating this problem? Why does that 80-year-old person function um, less well than that 50-year-old person, right? And is there a way to change that? Well, and also, I mean, there are, I guess, markers 
that are associated with aging less, right? Like certain people lose their hair, you know, certain people go gray. Some people don't, you know, people experience aging differently. Some folks with maybe more elastic skin, um, they don't show cracks or wrinkles as much, you know? I mean, there's definitely desirable uh, genetic traits while not, you know, the equivalent of, of life extension that would be good, you know, for folks to have. Yeah. And I mean, the hair stuff is, is maybe more cosmetic, I guess. Uh, but if it, if it does have association with something else, that's what those folks are looking at. They're getting under the hood in, in a real way. They're looking at the nervous system, the brain, the circulatory system. Uh, and this, uh, this bioage lab in particular, uh, those folks are working on drugs that will slow age-related muscle loss in mice. Let's go back to the CEO. Let's get in the weeds just a little bit for this quote because it's it, it's kind of creepy. And we're, we're going to hang out with mice for a minute here. Quote, there is a protein called apolin that circulates in the blood. And we saw that middle-aged people with higher levels of apolin in their blood were living longer with better muscle function and better cognitive function as they age. So we gave this drug to really old mice, and we showed that it could improve their muscle function. It helped them run faster in their wheels. It increased their muscle size. It improved their grip strength. Hmm. I know. Everybody, uh -huh. everybody listening, just go inject that apple in. We're kidding. This is not medical <laughs> advice. Be careful. The apple in Olympics. <laughs> the apple in Olympics. Yes. What was that? Um, our buddy Dan Harmon said we were pitching an Olympics with no rules to him. And he was like, yeah, make him part truck, part man, all American, <laughs> whatever. All Russian, I think. All Russian. <laughs> that's right. That's it. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. Uh, but the thing is virtually every tech giant that you know of as an individual, every one of them, through one proxy or another, is probably investing in stuff like this. Uh, like ChatGPT, created by OpenAI, the CEO of OpenAI, a guy named Sam Altman. It came out recently. This one guy ponied up $180 million to start a, or to invest in a biotech startup called Retro Biosciences. Jack Dorsey, Mark Zuckerberg, we mentioned our buddy Jeff, all the hits, they are paying big money into this because these are no longer quite pie in the sky projects. This is not a um, in the pan like an NFT. These drugs, some of them are already out there. Uh, welcome to our weird, not quite advertisement for a diabetes drug called metformin. So metformin, uh, it's used to treat diabetes, as he said, and it seems to create 30% lower rates of almost every kind of cancer. That's cool. Um, it also appears to delay cognitive decline. Uh, and as Dr. Uh, Barzillai says, um, quote, even people with diabetes who are obese and have more disease to start with, but are on metformin, uh, have lower mortality rates than people without diabetes who aren't on the drug. Mm, interesting. If you start seeing something like that in drug trials, right? Okay, we're we're trying to treat this one very specific thing, diabetes, with this drug, but there's all these other positive effects. Mm. You're, you know, brain starts going, what else could we use this for? Mm. Um, there's lots of money here. Sorry, Why no, that's, not what the, that's not what the scientists are thinking. <laughs> that's not what the scientists are thinking, but the folks who keep the lights on probably are, mm -hmm. right? And that's the issue. Like so many technological breakthroughs, we can see precedents at play. The money is there. The need, the desire is there. And those are the two factors that push the science forward, which means it's quite likely that within a decade or so, maybe sooner, some people will be able to turn back parts of their biological clocks. But we have to remember, folks, this is a critical thinking show. We ask questions people don't always want answered. So in our continuing mission to be fun at parties, we have to pose a question for you. Should human society reverse aging? Not can, but should. We'll pause for a word from our sponsors uh, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be back as time ticks by. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life. And you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. All right, we're back. What do we think? Should human society reverse aging? Well, I mean, we've talked about how our natural resources are uh, pretty taxed by the population as it is. I mean, if we could no longer depend on rates of attrition as far as existing, you know, human lives, seems like a pretty bad idea, a recipe for disaster. Uh, and of course, you know, the part of the conversation that your mind immediately jumps to is, would this be something that only the upper, upper of the upper class could afford? And they would sort of collude, you know, to be able to do that, even if it was a detriment to the rest of the world. Well, yeah, imagine how expensive this drug is going to get. Seriously. I mean, within years, not not decades, within years, this drug is going to be so sought after. And it's only, yeah, there's no way this drug is going to be so expensive. Yeah, it'll, it would likely be a cocktail of drugs, right? A regimen of treatments. I mean, of course, I always think of my old argument with Scott Benjamin about flying cars. And Scott's right, flying cars are a terrible idea because humans are terrible drivers on the ground. That's the reason most people are not pilots. But for a lot of people, when you ask about reverse aging, most folks would say, well, yeah, at least for me, just like flying cars would be great if I was the only one with a flying car. If right. I'm the only one who can reverse aging, that's awesome. I don't want to die. I'm not done yet. It's still my turn, you jerks, that kind of thing. Totally. But, <laughs> but if you think about the world overall, then we see that humanity, going back to the study of death, thanatology, humanity has created these 
millennia-old systems based entirely on the fact that people have predictable mortality. Every single culture you meet, and I know this sounds like a broad brush, every single culture you meet is based on and exists upon the founding thought that people in it will die. That's the heart of the thing. Spoiler alert. And uh, what happens if a system like that gets confronted with a population that sticks around, that elongates their most productive years? It totally upends the system. Everything that's in place is like irrelevant now. Things like pensions and you know what I mean? Like, or what? I mean, I'm, I'm being silly. Not really. No, not really. That's, that's happening. That's absolutely right something now. that is codified within our system of living. And if all of a sudden we throw the wrench in the works of immortality, you know, and, and again, this is only if it's more available than I think, you know, we think it will be. Definitely upends a lot of stuff, but why don't we uh, operate under the assumption that it is only the upper of the upper echelon? They have access to so much stuff anyway, and they have wealth that is legacy wealth that could sustain them. You know, it sustains generations of their family members. You know, why would that be a hit on the rest of us? Would that necessarily be a bad thing other than just maybe not the best people in the whole world living forever <laughs> <laughs> or living for a while. Even 120 years is enough to rock the foundations of the death systems we call civilization. I mean, look, the you raise a great point, right? The, the world already has skyrocketing inequality and it's been skyrocketing for a while, uh, but there's a new level of disparity. What if you can tell somebody's income by how old they are, right? What if, uh, and, and you, sometimes you can outside of blue zones, but nothing in history will prepare humans for this potential acceleration. I was reading this book by a guy named Matthew Desmond, author of, author of uh, Poverty, Comma, by America. Right now in the United States, about one in nine people live in poverty. If that population alone started its own country, it would be a bigger country than Australia or Venezuela. There were there were a lot of people who, in the current system, would likely not have access to the ability, the means to reverse their biological age. And then you start to imagine, these are all thought experiments. This hasn't happened yet as we record. Uh, but imagine a world in which some tiny percent of the global population becomes increasingly less like your average Jane or Joe uh, and increasingly more like some sort of perpetual institution. You walk into the mansion, uh, you look just like your great-grandfather. We've seen I, this scene. <laughs> I, remember, I remember him fondly. A love for caramel apples he had when apples were still around. Yeah, for sure. I think I think there were some things like that in that show, Carbon. What was it called? Altered yes. Carbon. Altered, Altered Carbon. carbon. There right. was some things like that. Exactly. In that, and it was very smart sci-fi. I love that. Because, you know, we always talk about smart sci-fi oftentimes mimics reality eventually. You know, down the line, someone kind of figured it out. Um, oh, no, but, they blew his stack. I think that was the phrase. That's the stack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I still stand by the, this idea that, like, you know, is it that different, you know, passing down that that, that obscene wealth to uh, an heir, you know? I mean, we know if, if we watch shows like uh, Succession, they're just waiting for daddy to die <laughs> so they can get the money. Like, it's probably bad for the heirs, if, if but is it bad for us, you know, the regulars? Like, is it going to change anything fundamentally about these legacy families or whatever that already are institutions for all we care? It's just about who's in charge, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it can because if, you, if your time horizon of decisions, right, if that, if that elongates, then your perspective changes. You know, that's why, a very that's, good why, point, ben. that's why the Catholic Church is so awesome at real estate. <laughs> because they can lose money on a location and and the British crown, you know, and and a lot of a lot of institutions. They are better than you at real estate if you're listening because they can lose money on shit for a hundred years and it doesn't matter. They know they'll make a couple hundred million on the back end, right? Every branch of the US military. Every branch of the US <laughs> military. 
throw in McDonald's as well. What we're yes. saying is the playing ground is unfair, right? McDonald's, you could argue, is a real estate holding company or hold go that happens to sell French fries. Uh, so like the, all right. Okay. Let me get off this precarious soapbox. This, okay. This same thing though, what I love about your point, Noel, uh, the same thing could occur if someone is fully replicated as AI and uploaded right. to a cloud with full legal rights. Given There's, the yeah. power of attorney over whatever, like whatever that looks like. They are, for all intents and purposes, that individual. That could happen. Yeah. That could happen. Oh that could God. happen. And <laughs> there is a world in which humanity could, like the vast majority of humanity could be controlled by something very close to the gods of old religions run by mad ghosts in the machines because you don't know <laughs> what happened. Like, no one's done it yet. We don't know what happens when there's a real Arnim Zola, right? Marvel Universe. Anyway, so... <laughs> so uh, I assumed as much. So uh, then what happens to the world's resource struggles? Well, yeah, that's what we've been hinting at all along and then and why I'm, yeah, I'm asking... What does it really look like? How does it trickle down to the rest of us? And I think your idea of perspective is super interesting, but I think it only really takes a hit on the world's resources if everybody gets this. And then all of a sudden, you know, the population in general just isn't dying off like it used to. And while that sounds great, we're not set up for that. <laughs> we're barely set up for what's already here, you know? Right. Someone's like, hey, we barely have enough food for all 8 billion of you. To reach the age of 73.16 years. And in now fact, you're if all you could die a little earlier, that'd be great. That'd be super dope yeah. if, if it's in your schedule. Uh, <laughs> if it fits your schedule. But um, but yeah, there are these there are these huge concerns that are happening. And there are a lot of great ethicists talking about this. And yes, being an ethicist is a real job, uh, and it's an increasingly difficult one. It's one that's often ignored. But where are we now in January of this year? Cell, which is a fantastic journal, published an article by a guy that you mentioned earlier, Matt, David Sinclair, professor of genetics at the Blavatnik Institute of Harvard Medical School and a co-director of the Paul F. Glenn Center for the Biology of Aging Research. And uh, this guy brought a whole team with him. They started messing with aging in yeast. Yeah, yeast. You'll recognize its earlier work from bread. Uh, they started aging uh, experiments with bread. They moved up to mice. And they've done some amazing things. Well, yeah. Back in 2020, David Sinclair and his teams published a whole thing about how they could reverse the aging of eyes in mice. They could make blind mice no longer blind. Which all is three of them? Or however all many. three. All three blind okay. mice okay, cool. now have cool. sight again. No, but but for real, that was in 2020. And now we're talking about a study this year in 2023. That's three years where this, this person, David Sinclair, and, and the teams have been working on this stuff. One and for each mouse. Yes, and they've already made huge steps forward. So creepy. Okay, Sinclair was a graduate student uh, at MIT when they said, Hey, there are these genes that control aging in yeast. And they said, also, holy smokes, holy ciabatta, these genes exist in all creatures. So is there a way to do this in people? And, you know, there's a lot of ethics around human experimentation. You got to jump through hoops. So they said, let's do some stuff with mice first. And. You this said that is where, in a way, Ben, that you were really upset that we can't just jump right to experimenting on humans. <laughs> you know, it's a real missed opportunity. <laughs> They're just like us. Like you gotta we'll, we'll, we'll figure out all hoops. the things. You gotta. Yeah, there's some paperwork, okay? Yeah, there should be. Um, I get it. Is what I'm saying. I get it. Still. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so they did something. That might be very uncool to some people, especially our animal rights activists and our um, vegans, vegetarians, ethicists in the crowd. They had to do real science. And speaking of not real science, I want to shout out Fringe. Been rewatching that 
it's basically law and order as science fiction. But uh, but there's a dark side to this science because in addition to the fantastic stuff you mentioned, Matt, restoring sight, macular ability, right, uh, and restoring muscle mass and brain and uh, kidney function to these older mice, they had to test the other side. And they found that if they could flip some of their processes, they could fast forward aging in mice and they could uh, do it without necessarily causing cancer. Like they could do it without necessarily killing the thing. They could just make it older. And this is tremendous research because that proves an important thing. That proves there is a process at play, right? And so if you wanted to be a real supervillain, you could make it such that you are, you know, eternally 30 or 40 or whatever, theoretically, if we're writing sci-fi, and then you could just hit a group, you could target a group and make them age at a precarious, much faster rate. Uh, And that hasn't happened yet. That has not happened yet. Um, Maybe it won't because again, you know, a lot of paperwork, Uh, but this gives us a lot of questions and there are questions that are not being addressed. Should people live longer? Honestly, yeah, that'd be amazing. But the systems that humanity has built since the day people started humaning, they're not built for that. They're built on the assumption that mortality is predictable, right? That usefulness and productiveness in any society is predictable. Everything from free market to theocracies to communism or whatever flavor you want at the ice cream store of ideology. The idea is that we know people will die probably in their 70s. What do you do? You got to change the system, right? You have to make a new system. And if that doesn't happen, then reversing aging is, I hate to say it, it might be a bad thing. More than a good thing. On the Retirement ground. age is now 95. Retirement age is 95. The beatings will continue until morale improves, right? I don't know. I was, This always makes... We were talking about sci-fi, but it's like, do you want to wor- live in a world like Elysium where there, there's a small population orbiting Earth and everybody works for them? You have no access to all the stuff they have. I, I don't know. I don't know. And I know that's kind of a third rail, but hmm. what do you guys think? Do you think <laughs> well, that we should reverse it? I don't know. I think I think we should check it out and see if we can. Because there's going to be a mass die-off of humans at some point. Ooh, if we can figure this out now mm-hmm. and lock it away somewhere, right? Like, put it in the seed vault somewhere in Scandinavia and we've got the stuff ready to go after that asteroid hits or, you know, that huge CME coronal mass ejection, whatever it is, and takes out a whole bunch of humans, the ones that are left over, then we start them on the metformin and the, what was the other one? There's another one, rapamycin. Mm -hmm, Did you guys, mm -hmm. did you guys read about rapamycin? Yeah. Sounds cool. Does it give you bars instantly? It gives yes, you bars. it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from Easter Island, specifically from the soil in Easter Island. And there's a bacterium uh, that's that's in there that can end up doing some of the same things when you apply, like you turn it into a drug, essentially. It's nuts. It's nuts. There's, so there are more of these things happening, or there's more of these substances that are being discovered that have these effects on the cell's biological clock. So it does feel like it could be amazing if there were way fewer humans. But as we stand now, you know, around the 8 billion mark, it's probably a scary thing to try. Oh, so what do you think folks? Uh, let us know. We can't, we can't wait to hear uh, from all 8 billion people in the crowd today. Uh, just drop us a line on the internet. Well, that's a thing. Uh, we should be pretty easy to find. We're talking Facebooks, we're talking Instagrams, we're talking YouTubes and TikToks uh, and Twitters, uh, conspiracy stuff on a lot of those conspiracy stuff show on TikTok and Instagram. And if you don't sip those social meads, 
have not a worry in your mind, you can always give us a call directly. That's right. We are 1-833-STDWYTK. Leave a message at the sound of Ben's dulcet tones. You got three minutes to tell us your tale. Please let us know if it's okay to use your audio and give yourself a cool nickname. And you might just hear yourself on one of our weekly listener mail episodes. Yes, call us and tell us how much money you had in Silicon Valley Bank and or Signature Bank and or that third one that collapsed. <laughs> Actually, don't tell us about that. We just feel really bad for everybody involved there, but also uh, investment banking and regular banking shouldn't be tied together. I'm going to get on my soapbox. If you don't want to do any of that stuff, why not instead send us a good old-fashioned email? We are conspiracy at iheartradio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.